Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Hello and welcome to Arn. This is Paul Bromwell, and today I'm joined by the Hall of Famer, the founder of the Four Horsemen, the creator of the Spine Buster. The 1A at Tag Team Wrestling. He's our television champion. He's the enforcer. He's double A. He's Arn Anderson. Arn, how are you this week, man? I'm in a Glock mood this oh. morning. All right. Tell me about it. Well, just, hey, uh, yesterday, and I know we're ahead on some of these tapings, but was the big Florida-Georgia football game. And that, along with South Carolina, are two teams that I really am scared to death of on a on a yearly basis. They give us fits. And, brother, Florida came out and took that ball and ran it down Georgia's throat. Very first possession of the game, and I went, oh, no. Cannot be. Our best, our best players on the sideline walking around in Bermuda shorts. He is not playing, and this looks bad. And that is the last good thing I have to say about Florida because, brother, either somebody did some ass chewing or somebody woke up or something because the rest of the way was Georgia Bulldogs. Georgia Bulldogs. I saw the final score. I was out and about yesterday uh, doing some things with the family, and I was looking through the college football scores, and I saw Georgia trounced them, and I knew you'd be in a good mood this morning. And I said, hey, while we have them in a good mood, let's get them to record a few episodes prior to watching the Carolina Panthers on Sunday. So this is what, what the plan was. See, so you're like a guy that really knows how to manipulate things. <laughs> I knew I liked uh, you. You manipulator. Uh, you. <laughs> so we got you in a good mood. Georgia won. And uh, 
So we're going to have some fun. Hey, let's get a couple things out of the way because this is an Ask Arn episode. We're just calling it Ask Arn, not Ask Arn anything or almost just we'll Ask Arn and and we'll pick and choose and go through. We have a lot of great questions to get to, but I, there's a couple reminders as we always do here that I want to get to. And the first is a big announcement because as this drops on the main feed, which is on Saturday, November the 4th, there will have been started yesterday, Friday, the no November 3rd, a pre-order that began over at majorpodmerch.com, right? It's active for two weeks. It's a pre-order for a brand new action figure of you, Arn, and we're really excited about it. It's two weeks, two weeks. So you got to get in there from November the 3rd to November the 17th. Pick up Arn's new action figure. It's a part of Series 6, MajorPodMerch.com. Arn, talk about it. Well, I never thought when I started wrestling this would be where it ended up. Me having a, and I guess I would have called it back in the day, a toy. Right. Right. right? When I yeah. first started, that's what you would have called it. Mm -hmm. Somebody's going to make a toy of me. You got to be kidding. Right. Well, God, it just seems like the older I get and the more stupid shit I do, the, <laughs> the more people like it. So you're marketable. Not? You're marketable, man. It's as cool. Oh, well. We talked about, we talk about action figures. We announced uh, a few weeks back a video game in 2024. People want more art in their life, whether they can play with you as an action figure, play with you on a video game. It's something else, man. Yeah, I'm very flattered and uh, very thankful that uh, anybody would think of me in that light. And I'd appreciate everybody's support. And it, hell, it's even got gimmick muscles. <laughs> gimmick muscles? Right. Ah, uh, I was going to say, never mind, gimmick hair. But I, why am I doing whoa, this to myself? Why whoa. am I saying this, Paul? See? <laughs> we were rolling right along. We're no, having, we were so happy. Having a good morning. And, <laughs> Drop the bomb. Uh, it's so good. Guys, take advantage of it. Go out there two weeks. We'll talk about it next week as well on the show. Majorpodmerch.com and uh, take advantage of that pre-order. Hey, this is something really cool too when you get it to have Arn sign for you at, at all his appearances too. It's a great collectible item. Uh, so take advantage of that. Speaking of signings and meet and greets, Arn, the other item that I wanted to touch on before we jump into the questions is WrestleCade weekend, November 24th through 26th in your backyard, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. You and Brock are going to be in attendance. Brock's going to wrestle that weekend. And man, I'm talking about an unbelievable event. If you, uh, when you talk about cons and uh, wrestling events, they put on a spectacular show. You're going to be there. As I said, and Brock signing, talking with fans, uh, just taking pictures, all that great stuff. So make sure if you haven't planned already, you do everything you can to be down in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and come say hi to the enforcer. Say hi to Brock at WrestleCade weekend. Arn, I know you were excited about that event. Yeah, and uh, don't let me forget to back up just a week for when this drops. Uh, let's just go ahead and do it now. So sure. I'll do it, do it in order. We're going to be in Tallahassee okay. for signing. And uh, it's the first time that they've had a con in Tallahassee. That's great. I love first. It's the first time I've ever done a signing in Tallahassee. That's going to be the, the fourth and fifth Friday and Saturday. So as this drops that, that this weekend yep. you're in Tallahassee, gotcha. Come on down, see me, guys. I got I got a you know a couple of things I'd love to say 
to every single person comes through that line. I'm, I'm very thankful for the career you've given me, and I want to shake your hand and thank you for that. And that, that's going to be tremendous. Brock is going to be wrestling, and his partner, uh, believe it or not, is going to be an Anderson. Not this, not this one. CW. Okay. And their opponents are Devon Dudley's sons. Very cool. With Devon in the other corner. Nice. So there's a uh, generational twist there. It's going to be very interesting. Uh, We're honored to share the ring with those guys. And uh, that's going to be. A hell of a match. The Dudleys and the Andersons, second yeah. generation. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. I love it. I love it. So if you can get to ha- Tallahassee, get there. And and as this show drops, as Arn's saying, it's gonna be that weekend. But if not, then go on to Russellcade and be a part of that one. So there you go. The following weekend, right? All right. And then grab your figures because man, by the time you get those, Arn and Brock will be somewhere else and you can get those autographed and signed. Take advantage of all this good stuff with the enforcer. The comics books are on their way too. Uh, that those should be popping in. And then we'll talk about some merch at the end of the show. Uh, but with that, I want to get into it because this week is a special week. We're doing ask Arn anything. And as I announced last week, This is the last one we'll do till the end of the year. We're going to wrap up the end of the year, kind of our Christmas and New Year's specials. We'll do some Ask Arn. So don't worry. If I don't get to your question or we don't get to your question this time around, we save them all. We're going to come back around and do a two-part episode to wrap up the year. But uh, Arn, you ready to jump in this week? Ask Arn almost anything. You betcha. All right, let's do it. Why do you laugh when you say that? Well, because it's not really anything. It's almost anything. And 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 we'll have fun. It's going to be a good time. I laugh, too, because some of these questions, these guys really come up. These guys and gals come up with some good stuff. So we're going to have fun today. They sit in a very dark room and think of this stuff, don't they? <laughs> they do. They do. And then, uh, and then we get to unbox it all here. So listen, in place of the first lady of the Arn Anderson fan club, the man behind the idea for the horseman titles t-shirt which by the way you can find on boxagimmicks.com bryant haremza leads off the questions this week and uh, he wants to know in your opinion arn uh, what means more to having a championship like legacy the length of the reign or how many times you win the championship hmm i think they're both uh, important but only if if the amount of time that you have it, you defend it. You know, you can have it six months and do two title defenses. It's not, right. mu- not much of a title reign. That's why I love the TV title, you know, because, uh, you know, every single week on television, you're going 10, 15, sometimes 20 minutes every single week defending that title. And that's, uh, that's difficult. The world title shouldn't be defended every, every week or even every two weeks and make it special. Someone should have to get on a mighty big role and have a lot of momentum to qualify to get a title shot. So, you know, the tag titles, same thing. You can go out every single week and defend those. Uh, I would say it's a body of work over a period of time and combine that with the quality of opponents. So in your estimation, it doesn't matter really necessarily how many times you want them. It's what do you do when you have it? Yes. Okay. 
Yes. I like that. Uh, that, and he has a follow-up question. He says, Brian, um, the moment that you were not involved in, but is something that when you still think about it, gives you goosebumps. So is there a match or a moment you were not involved in at all, Arn? But man, when you think about it, it is a goosebump moment for you in the wrestling business. Hmm. Wow. Um, yeah, we're coming out strong. Brian Haremza is a well-studied <laughs> wrestling fan, and he has great questions. Yeah, I uh, go back to Larry Zabisco and myself in Savannah, Georgia, tag team champions. Dustin Rhodes needed a partner. Had some difficulties uh, locating one, uh, but he finally did find one. And when it came through the curtain, it was in the form of a dragon. Rick, my first time meeting, believe this or not, Ricky Steamboat, person to person. Uh, he came out with that dragon hood on it, and I don't believe anybody put it together because he had, you know, he, had, he was not working with the company at the time. He had been somewhere else kind of off the radar. When he pulled that dragon head off and it was saw it was Ricky Steamboat, that place exploded. I think there might have been seven thousand people, six, seven thousand people. It was packed, but it wasn't a giant twenty thousand seat arena. But boy, were they loud and boy did they pop. And the match that followed, Larry was at his best that day. Uh it just the the adrenaline was through the roof and uh what a great match they gave us. That would be number one, I think. If you haven't gotten a chance, make sure you go back and check that one out. It's in the archives because we actually watched that clip together. You remember that, Arn? You and I went back. Yeah. And uh, and that was a lot of fun. So check that one out. Uh, Alex Pyrus Redondo has a question for you, Arn. Alex wants to know if you remember the Titus World Slide in Saudi Arabia. Do you remember him running down, sliding oh, right into that ring? Yeah. I mean, he's lucky that he didn't hit the crossbar. Even a big, strong, and he and he was. He was one of those guys that would walk in your house and walk out with your refrigerator on his back, that kind of strong. We call him cock strong, where I come from. Yeah. And I, I mean, uh, not weightlifting strong, which he was probably that too. But, man, whew, he it just looked out. The configuration of the ring has a big crossbar right underneath the apron, mm. and he slid underneath it. You couldn't have a Hollywood stunt. You couldn't have pulled off any better than that. It was smooth as silk. Uh, and we laughed our ass off, but you know, he could have got, well, it could have killed a normal person. If you right. hit that, you'd have hit that on the dead fly, you know, that with the speed and the power and the force that he was coming down that aisle, if he would have connected just the wrong way, it could have been really bad. Yeah. Thank God it turned out nobody sure. got hurt, but it was hilarious. Once you found out, everybody yeah. was okay. Oh, my that, God. It's everybody's favorite gif, you know, watching him just slide now underneath that ring. And, and and the way that it popped the announcers, too, was a lot of fun. So Oh, God. Well, you didn't expect that in a thousand days. You never expected that. And if he tried to do it again, it, there's no way he could have pulled that off a second time. 
we continue on. Matt M has a question. He said, I regret not asking this when Brock was on, but can you tell us about the night that Brock headlined uh, versus Malachi Black? This was in uh, August of, uh, of 21. Uh, do you remember that night, him working with Malachi and, and what it meant to Brock? And, and just talk to us a little bit about that. Well, we knew, you know, it's like he had already came out and attacked me previous out of nowhere um, during a, you know, a, a promo segment. And uh, it pissed Brock off like it would any son. And he knew, and I knew, and everybody in the building knew that he was going to be outgunned that day because look at the experience level. He was just, just getting started overwhelmed and uh you know but hey he went out he gave it his best shot he, he got eight alive and that's part of this business too uh, i was very proud of him for for looking out after his old man there you go arm we're going to pause and talk about our favorite sponsor once again this week that's right it's blue chew time and they're here to make sure you're delivering that spine buster, putting that spine to the pine every single time the right way and making sure you're prepared to do so. And they have a special offer for the listeners of the Arn Show. Isn't that right, Arn? Arn? Well, guys, Arn's not around right now. I think he's taking care of business, if you know what I mean. And I want to make sure you have the opportunity to take care of business, too. Guys, Blue Chew is an online prescription service. No visits to the doctor's office. We talk about it every single week. No weird conversations. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. And remember the biggest perk and benefit of this, it ships right to your door in a discreet package. So listen, go to bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers. They're just going to ask you a few questions, make sure you're good, your health's in order, and you can take it. And once they verify that, it's going to be at your door within days, all done online, very easy. And if you don't like swallowing pills, no big deal. The tablets are chewable, very easy to consume. So give it a try, guys. Listen, we hear a lot of folks that listen to our show that have reached out to us uh, directly through our show DMs and said, guys, you are spot on with what you've been talking about with Blue Chew. We have a lot of fun with it on the show, but I'm telling you, it takes away the worries, the anxiety, the stress, and helps you perform the way you want to perform, like a Hall of Famer, like Arn Anderson. So there you go. Check it out. BlueChew.com can make sure you're able to perform at your very best every time. You get the opportunity to have fun. And here's a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code ARN. That's right. Just those three letters, A-R-N, at checkout. You just pay $5 shipping. That's it. BlueChew.com, promo code ARN to receive your first month free. Once again, go to BlueChew.com for more details and safety info. Uh, Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. We're going to move on our pal and proud owner of a horseman jacket. Brad Stanton asks, what's your opinion on televised squash matches on the current product? 
I like them. Uh, they serve a purpose, you know, like just Brock. That was no more than a glorified squash match with Malachi. It's just, it, what is it viewed at? If you, if the announced team will let us know that the guy is, you know, just getting started, he's inexperienced, he's probably, you know, in the wrong place at the wrong time, then you understand it. It, it There's always matches that are overwhelming one way or the other. Other should be. If every match is a 50-50 match, how is anybody going to establish themselves as being dominant? You know what I mean? And, I do. Uh, and that's the way I look at it. It serves a valuable tool. Yeah, and it seemed like for a while it became a lost art, at least for television, because everybody, you know, chasing ratings, obviously. But as you said, lost art when building that that next stud or that next beast uh, to have someone that you just constantly see come out and destroy people. People, and we've started to see a little bit more of that in in the recent last few years, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's um, you have to have somebody get over first before they can turn around then and wrestle someone that that's going to get creamed. But they get something maybe during that match that you didn't expect, and that's all they needed for that day to let you know. Well, they're coming along. They're getting better, but somebody has to be dominant. You can't get anybody else over in this business till you get over. Well said. Drew Landry is up next, has a great question. He says, you said once had Jim Crockett not went back on his word on payments, you would have stayed with him rather than going to WWF in 1989. Hindsight being 2020, Arn, would you have rather stayed with Crockett than go to WWF? Or do you feel like you made the right decision going up north for that year? I made the right decision. Um, but but if that's a this is a big but now. If he would have just paid me what we agreed on, even if he did it in payments. But just be good on it. Got to remember the key to this whole story is I'm sitting down. The owner of the company walks in. Arn, can I see you for a minute? We go find a quiet place, his office. I don't remember where it was. And he, this was all his idea. Hey, you've been one of my top guys. You've been working your ass off. You know, you're doing a great job for me. And, and uh, I'd like to reward you. When they volunteer all that, it's not like, well, I was expecting to make this, but the house is, you know, it, it, it's the house is great, but we, we did we got screwed on the payoff. That happened all the time. But when you're told something, I want to pay you X amount of money, man, just do it. Yeah. Because once, once that's the first time that I had felt. <clears throat> abused, used, uh, slighted, uh, and lied to. Mm. Not cool. I got to ask though, this, uh, just thinking through, uh, you know, this question a little bit more as you sit here today, aren't, are you glad that you lived that WWF experience? Because I know you went through a lot of politics, but you got to wrestle a lot of great tag teams. You did have to see what it was like, and it was a tough road to travel as far as being on the road so often away from family. But at the end of the day, aren't you kind of glad that you got to see what that experience is like so that when you look back on your career, you never have to say, what if, 
what if I went to W? I never got to try that, but you did, and you got a year of it. So are you kind of glad that you got that experience when you look back on it? No, I'd have never left. I, I'd have so never no, left. You'd rather be without it. I would love today to be sitting here telling you I had some kind of uh, job with Jim Crockett Promotions that I got to go to day after tomorrow. And you would just you would have been fine and never had any one regret and having never worked for WWF. Nope. If it would have, I mean, I, it was the time of my life. I learned everything that I knew about the business, how to na- navigate the business. Uh, you know, it was a three-year learning experience that wrestling 330, 340 days, that's the only way you get experience like that with a host of top talent. I would have never left if they would have made it right, and I wouldn't have felt like I missed anything. There you go. No regrets. And that's what I was looking for. Yeah. Well, Paul, here's the thing. The reality is no matter how you slice it, dice it, how much I made, how good the exposure was, how good the experience parts of it were, the fact is I lost a year of my life from my family that you'll mm-hmm. never get back. 24 days a month, gone. And, and I uh, think, I think that's, I think that's that arm right there really demonstrates to our listeners, the kind of man that you are. And I, and, and I say that with nothing but respect because there are, you know, folks that are like, oh, the glory, the attention, the limelight to say that I worked for that company. And that's their number one motivation. That's their goal. They, they, they want that they crave that clout. They're chasing that. But for you, at the end of the day, is my family's always gonna has always come first in my life, and that was my biggest regret was that one year I just wasn't able to see them and spend that time with them, and that's the difference. And the last year, getting to to be with a family as much as I have with all the things we've been through, mm. uh, let me tell you something: all the glitz and glamour and and uh, you name it, all the positives that you get from this business. Nothing compares to my son walking up to me with two baseball gloves and a baseball and saying, we go pitch. None of that compares to that. There you go. Uh, we'll keep going here, Arn, and uh, thank you for sharing that. One of our buddies, Nick Lenz, is up next, and he wants uh, you to tell us more about what you think of the ring work of Lord Stephen Regal in 1993. Uh, I've stated many times. I love that Italian, the uh, European style. I love it. You know, those lifters and swapping the holds and the chain wrestling and all that, just good solid stuff. I love it. And Regal brought that style with him when he came over here. He, Regal could have a match by himself in the ring. He was just that good. He's one of those guys, I think, as fans, at least at the age that I was, it was like he was watching a different style, but you have a deeper appreciation for him now as you've gotten older going back watching him than maybe what you did as a as a kid kind of seeing him. You know, at least that's for, speaking for myself. That's how I feel. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't a high spot guy. You go back and watch all of his matches, but he would do some of the coolest, you know, he would get control of you you would reverse something and he would reverse it again, something entirely different that you had never seen. And it, I think you're looking for the big stuff when you're a kid, right. as an adult, you're watching him go through this sequence of just dominating the guy and you go, God, that guy's smooth. 
The uh, Nick goes on and he talks about Impact Wrestler Speedball Mike Bailey. Arn, have you gotten much an opportunity to see Mike Bailey or his work maybe on the indies, traveling around at all? Have you been familiar with him? Just once. Okay. Uh, Brock and I went from a signing in Indianapolis up the road to Ohio. They were running a show and uh, they wanted us to come up and Brock work a match so that. Ambrose was going to be there that night. So he wanted to critique his work and, and stuff. So we shot up there and worked and, uh, speedball, uh, worked the match. And he also came and talked to Brock and gave him his insight after the match, which we appreciated very much. And yeah, I mean, he's, uh, he's one of those high, he's a high spot guy for sure. He's, uh, he's extremely talented. And Nick said, you know, he would love uh, speedball had mentioned on his Twitch that he would love to have a match with Brian Danielson. But, uh, he asked if you saw his match most recently with Will Ospreay, they, they wrestled at an impact pay-per-view recently. Dave Meltzer gave it five plus stars. It was an incredible match. Uh, but, uh, there you go. He did interact and got to interact him and Brock with Mike Bailey. Uh, and I think that's what Nick was looking for, but he also wants to know, Arn, do you have any replicas of the championship that you have won aside from the classic NWA world TV championship? So do you have any replica belts there at the house? No, I do not. Uh, you turned them in when, (laughs) when you either left the company or, you gave them back or, or whatever the deal was, or when you lost them, you lost them and, uh, you wasn't allowed to take them home. He, uh, he wants to know how you feel about Billy Corgan's NWA using the classic NWA world TV championship design for their version of it. The old red leather title. They're using that there. Yeah, buddy. They sure are. Um, I am extremely interested to see how that goes. You know, Billy, I, I can tell I've, if I've met him, it was only one time in passing. Uh, and I, I'm not sure that I've ever met him, but them getting a TV deal, I think they're going to be on the CM, correct? C- yeah, C- CW, I think CW, is, uh, is what it's been. Yeah, all good. That's what's been, uh, that's what's been put out there. And uh, that's exciting. Again, more positive news for wrestling. It's great for all the young guys that need places to go and to learn and, there's such a rich history with the NWA. It's uh, very, very interesting to see how that goes. Oh, I'm going to say, and this is just Paul Bromwell talking, nothing Arn or anybody else. I still think it would cool seeing Anderson with that red TV title sitting behind an NWA booth cutting the promo. That's just my fandom. Who's that? I would love to see an Anderson with that red leather Ooh. TV title cutting a promo with the NWA letters behind him. That's just, I'm just speaking it into existence right here. This is just all me. So, well, just like every company that's out there, I wish it, all of them, nothing but success. There and you go. This would, because it's just good for everybody that's in the business, no matter what position you hold or what you do. If you have a job in this industry that you just got another option and another place to possibly go and get better and learn. And yep. There you go. Philip Lane is up next. He's curious to know how many pages is or was a contract in all the different companies you worked for. So have you noticed like, Hey, WWF's contract was 25 pages. WCW's was like a one pager, you know, front and back. He's, he's curious about the companies you work for and the, and the size of their contracts. 
Well, the one thing I know, the, the first contract I ever signed was WWF. Okay. And I don't remember how many pages it was. It was probably 10. But the thing that jumped off the page is what they guaranteed you. Now, their guarantee was for $150 a day times 10 days. That's all they guaranteed you. <laughs> Yikes. Do the math. Yeah, not a lot. I'm traveling the world for a guarantee of $1,500 for the year. Insane. But the good news is you, you your earnings never look like that for them, right? No, no. Oh, yeah. it, it was, if you walked in the door and you wanted to be a complete, or you're a complete asshole, or you were... <laughs> Somebody was going to poison their company from day one. They had themselves covered. They had themselves covered. And, yeah. you know, I, I'm sure they never enforced it. I don't think they could have actually enforced it. There was the clause in there. Uh, uh, what is it? The uh, when you no compete clause. Yes. You know, if you took a walk, you couldn't work anywhere else for a while. All things that if you had a good lawyer, you could get out of, but it would cost you a fortune. In lawyers' fees, so sure, it was one-sided. Everybody, my lawyer that looked at that one, he said, "Well, they they can never enforce this." But let me just tell you, they could tie that up in court and cost you a nice chunk of change. We want to pause this episode of Arn to talk to you about something Arn and I are very passionate about, and that's sleep quality. And if you're waking up too hot or too cold, we highly recommend you check out Miracle Made's bed sheets. They're inspired by NASA. Miracle Made uses silver infused fabrics and makes temperature regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. Did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? That's freaking gross. That can lead to acne, allergies, and stuffy noses, and it's just, that's awful. Nobody wants that. Miracle Made offers a whole line of self-cleaning, eco-friendly bedding, such as sheets, pillowcases, and comforters, and it prevents 99% of bacteria and requires three times less laundry. The self-cooling properties for better quality sleep are where it's at. They use silver-infused fabrics, as I said, inspired by NASA. And uh, the Miracle Made sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long. You've heard Arn and I talk about it before. We like it cold and dark in the rooms. That's how the horsemen liked it after they were done a busy night. And that's how you'll enjoy it too. And you can get it right here. Again, very clean, bacteria free. So go to trymiracle.com slash Arn to try Miracle Made sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo code ARN at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20% off. Listen, Miracle is so confident in their product. It's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you're going to get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made right now. Go to trymiracle.com slash ARN and use the code ARN to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash ARN and treat yourself to a great night's sleep. And we want to thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode of The ARN Show. 
What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. So when you leave WWF, you come back to WCW. Is it now contract days for WCW? Yes. Okay. Yes. And it was, uh, like I said, I didn't count the pages. Sure. I just, I, where do I sign? What was it? What was the amount? Okay. <laughs> times, times three years. Okay. I'll yep. Show me where to sign. Yep. All right. There you go. And then it was, Hey, let's go out to dinner tonight. Aaron. Well, I got a new contract signed. Guess what? I'm going to be home. <laughs> There you go. Except for eight days, mm. not 24. Happy times. Uh, a wrestling historian, speaking of going out to dinner with the family, he wants to know, uh, what's your favorite restaurant? Hmm. Get to pick one. Probably Nakato's Japanese. Okay. That's your spot. That's where you went for your birthday dinner. That's the special place we used to go. Like over the years, we were there the first day, probably the first week they opened because we lived right over there by it. At the time, we were in a different house, uh, the old neighborhood. We probably started going about a month after they opened up and went two, three times a year, you know, special occasions, birthdays. What's your go-to when you go in and, and order? Do you have the same thing you get all the time, Arn, or are you okay? Oh, yeah. Flay and lobster, buddy. <sighs> Flay and lobster and double noodles. They do those fried noodles. <laughs> and you double order them. Double order, dude. I love it. All right. Do you do dessert there, too, or you come home and have a no, dessert? No, okay. no. You just, they got incredible salads, you know, that with they're cold. Salads are cold, and the the salad dressing is that, you know, Oriental got a wang to it. The soup, mm. it, the soup is incredible, incredible. And then uh, generous portion, nine ounce uh, fillet and lobster. Wow, sounds delicious. There you go. Well, now he's got us all hungry. We move on to Terrell <laughs> Lewis. He said, outside of the younger Mister Anderson, if you could have one match with a current talent from any company. All right, Arn, let's dial it back your, into your 20, 25 years ago, body. If you could have one match with a current talent from any company, who might it be? AJ Styles. Okay. Why do you go to him right away? Talk, talk about AJ. I mean, obviously he's awesome, but is there I a particular just, reason? I just always was very aware and respectful of his talent. And I'm not sure he ever did with uh, WWE or ever will be um, rewarded or uh, understood just how good he is. Right. Appreciated for how good he has been over the years. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the, you know he does enough flashy stuff that he really keeps you tuned in but he also does some really cool stuff in the ring. And uh, it's just one of those that, you know, I would watch from afar and watch how good he was. And 
just marvel at the guy and obviously two different time periods for our careers, but AJ, I follow Georgia boy, just like you. You know what may have something to do with it. Yeah. There you go. I like it. Yeah. He's a Bulldogs fan too, by the way. So there's another check. (laughs) All right. Sam Lawson is up next. And, uh, he said, I know you've got to be a barbecue connoisseur. I'm originally from North Carolina. So I've got to ask, are you an Eastern North Carolina barbecue vinegar sauce guy or South Carolina mustard sauce guy or another kind? Um, funny you should say that. Now, I don't know how extensive and how many of these restaurants there are, but Firehouse Subs yeah, right now has a barbecue sandwich with, I think it must be the North Carolina, just a little hint of that sauce that is off the charts. It's limited time only. They say, so if you're driving distance, go grab one. It's just all the ingredients, the bread, from everything from the bread to the meat to the sauce. And I like very light sauce, whatever it is. Sometimes no sauce. If it's brisket, doesn't need any sauce. But uh, they have, Aaron brought home a couple of those, you know, a month ago or so. I went, damn, that is good. So I'm on their website and they have the King's Hawaiian pork and slaw sandwich is back. Slope smoked pulled pork, one. melted pepper jack, sweet and tangy slaw, sweet mustard sauce, and mayo on a toasted King's Hawaiian bun. Is that is that what you're telling me? Correct. Oh, Warren. What is what is happening? It was show? a find, brother. That was a find. It is. All right. Well, there's his recommendation of the week, Sam. So if you want to know what kind of sauce he likes, just go grab that sandwich. And and that's what he's digging. Just how they make it. And I like the slaw on it too. All right. One of my longtime buddies, Mike Hoop, he's up next. And he said, Arn, you had a unique skill set, able to be tougher than everyone else, but also to make others look great too. If junkyard dog doesn't suggest you become an Anderson, what impact do you think that would have on would have had on your career? Uh, so what what are your what is your answer there? That's a great question. Yeah, I love what ifs. I love what ifs, and I could have never been. Could have been just Marty Lundy floating around first match, which guys you know make make a living back then, you know, in the first match. But it was a whole different road. Uh, uh, there are no guarantees. I think that everything in this business is timing and, uh, just the timing was right. And you got to look at the career that I'm still sitting here talking to you, Paul, and answering these questions, which are great questions that it was meant to be. You just have to follow the signs in this That's business. Right. You know, when people, you know, the old timers used to say a couple things, Save your money, kid. Always, if you're, you know, always have your bag with you, your work bag, your boots, your tights, no matter what the occasion. If you're just going down to say hello and some friends work for another company, take your bag with you. So there's a reason for that. Somebody may get sick or hurt or not show up or their travel got screwed up and they need to put you to work. This is back in the old days when you didn't have contracts and all that. You just never know. 
You don't. You just follow. It's follow what you're supposed to be doing. Try to put yourself in positions where you, to be successful. Arn JYD says you should be an Anderson, and the rest is history. Here we sit. You're 65 years old. Yep. Doing doing ask Arn talking about your next year's video game, talking about an action figure that's coming out, and just appearances left and right. What is life? Well, and the fact that. Uh... Some people still think I have merit to what I'm saying and what I'm thinking and an understanding of the business is awesome. It should have passed me by three times. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Also hoop wants to know when are we hitting up that barbecue spot? I'm hungry. Hoops from Greenville, uh, from Charlotte, should I say Charlotte area? And, uh, he was on our live, live zoom. We did on ad free shows not too long ago. And, uh, he's ready to go. He wants to go do some barbecue with Arn Anderson. <laughs> Uh, I am unavailable, but I told you where to go get it. And if you live in Charlotte, it's firehouse subs, buddy. Ah, <laughs> uh, there you go. Uh, Matt S he writes in, we all know that Arn's entering career was cut short by injury, but immediately prior to the injury, where did Arn feel he was at in terms of longevity? Was he ready to start slowing down or did he feel that he still had plenty left in the tank? Well, I'd had a couple of episodes with uh, nerve damage, you know, smaller than the than the last time that it kicked in and just shut my arm down, shut my hand down and all that. So I had figured that, you know, it was winding down. But, I, you know, we tell ourselves, we brainwash ourselves in this business that if we can get to our chiropractor and we can get to the gym, we can fix us. We just feel that way. Most guys that have long runs in the business do end up fixing themselves. Uh, but you can also tell that when you have a constant, like I, I started to get gravel and I turn my neck and when you can hear that, Ugh. then you know that's, that's chronic, that's daily. There's something going on in there and it was bone spurs. Uh, that, that had to be taken out and stuff. So you kind of know when, when you're, if you, if you watch the signs, you know, you know what you used to could do pain-free and now you know what you can still do, but it's with pain. And then when it, the pain gets to be so much and you lose one of your limbs, it's pretty, pretty clear. And it smacks you in the face. Hey, you may be, be uh, looking for something else to do. What's uh, crazy to me, Arn, as we sit here and you share that, you were not, as well documented, a high flyer. You were not someone that took a lot of high-risk moves. You were a mat wrestler, mat technician, you know, spine buster here, uh, gourd buster there. But to have all the trauma that you had to deal with, the grinding of the neck and the nerve damage, man, let this be a lesson to the guys that are out there diving headfirst however many days a week, if it can happen to a Matt wrestler who had a few impact moves, the toll that it took on your body year after year, you know, this is why I think that you, you warn folks and you warn the young guys about the toll this business can take on their bodies. And in those days, you know, back then, I mean, if you bet, if you work with the Steiners a hundred times in a year, they weren't reckless, but when Rick Steiner clotheslines you, buddy, you knew you had been clotheslined and my chiropractor explained it to me pretty graphically. He said, here's the deal. 
you know, you might not have got dropped on your head, but every time, and he would say, when you hit on your back, when you snap off and hit on your back so hard, that's like being in a car wreck. And if you do 10 of those in a match, you just were in 10 car wrecks. So you don't have to get dropped on your head, which is a shorter route, you know, to, to getting hurt real bad. But just getting, you know, those snap bumps and clotheslined and whatever it may be, uh, it doesn't take long to – your body's not supposed to do that. Mm. Arn, you and Brock are everywhere. On the road, wrestling conventions, autograph shows, making appearances. You have the comic book. You need energy. You need AG1. Just one scoop, and it gives you 75 high-quality vitamins and minerals. I'm talking improving your gut health, sleeping better, improve focus. What's not to like? This is a slam dunk, and better yet, you're going to sleep better and recover better. It costs less than $3 a day. It's completely worth the investment in you, and it's received 7,000-plus five-star reviews. Right now is the time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. It's so simple. No need for a million different pills and supplements. And to make it easy, AG1 is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit drinkag1.com forward slash arn. Again, that's drinkag1.com forward slash arn to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Adam Krasnoff's up next, and uh, he wants to know if you have any memorable Mean Gene drinking stories that you could share. Was Gene <laughs> usually the last man standing at the bar? No, he was not the last man standing. <laughs> he loved to drink, and he had uh, probably some stiff. I would say he, he's probably a vodka guy, maybe gin and tonic. I don't know. But one time uh, I was on, well, I was doing the agent thing, too. But I was leaving the arena late. We were somewhere down in Florida, and we came back to the hotel. Obviously, being Gene, he'd gotten there maybe hour, hour and a half before us. But I walked in, and it, I saw a table full of the guys, and <laughs> this is how crazy this business is. And I said, oh, that looks like a good table. I'll go over and visit with those guys. And I walk over, and mean Gene is sitting there out cold with a shrimp stuck out of his mouth. <laughs> and everybody is just acting like it's it's a normal thing. Everybody right. at the table. And I went over and took the stuff. Jesus, guys, this mean gene. I took the shrimp out of his mouth, woke him up, and he looked around. And he just grabbed his drink and started back drinking. Oh. A man it was passed. like it was like pulling the string on a puppet. You just kind of woke him back up again, and his head raised. And five other guys that were sitting there were just yakking back and forth like it was a normal thing for me and Gene to be passed out with a shrimp stuck out of his mouth. <laughs> it's crazy business. Oh, crazy. what a time! That's something else. You remember? You don't remember the guy sitting there with him, do you? Just watching him with the shrimp hanging out of his mouth. No, I don't. It just. It looked like just some of the normal guys. It wasn't right. Right. Wasn't like he was sitting with the nasty boys and they were pouring shots down his you know, <laughs> neck. It was just 
Just normal people letting them lay there like that. Yeah, yeah, that's it. He was oh, sitting man. straight up with his eyes shut and a jumbo shrimp stuck out of his mouth. It's just, I love, me, I love Gene Oakland, man. He was so one, of the, one of the classic guys in the business. He was awesome, funny as hell. He, the quips from Gene Okerlund, just so good. And he would just do them live on TV. Just let it roll. Yeah. He, he yeah. was, he was amazing. What an uh, asset, asset to the business. Absolutely. Known shit disturber. Yambag Jones did not get the memo on no more Heligante questions. So, uh, but this is a question that, uh, not only our shit disturber Yambag's interested in, but so is our research guy. These, these guys, they, they really hate me. I think, would you rather work Elegante for six months straight or give Paulie B a spine buster once a month for six consecutive months? You're your dad, Paul. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry. Got to yep. throw you under the bus. That's all good. Oh, oh, wow. Six months worth of spine busters. Holy shit. At least. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go. Yambag. You got your answer. He's spine taking my uh, spine to the pine. All right. We got some more here. Figure four from Twitter. Out of all the companies you've worked for over your legendary career, what were some of the biggest strengths each company brought to the table while you were working there? So looking for some strengths. Um, well, there was, there was all kinds of successful companies. Uh, Tennessee had their own way of doing business. Uh, they had some trips, you know, a couple of long drives, but guys could go there and baby faces. This was, this was one of the things that was a huge, huge benefit to work in places like that. And, and continental championship wrestling that the Fullers and Bob Armstrong owned the baby faces could sell their own merchandise and they kept every dime of it, which was huge asset to those guys because in small territories, you know, even if you're working on top, you might make anywhere from 600 to a thousand dollars a week, which in those days in uh, early eighties, middle eighties, you know, if you're making a grand a week and you only have one stay over uh, that week, that's a nice living. If you're, you know, if you're a single guy, that's yeah. really a nice living. And you turn around and you do another five or 600 or do maybe another thousand in merchandise. Mm. You know, that was pretty sweet deal. Now the heels, even though I prefer to be a heel and would be even knowing going in that you're not going to sell any merch, you still, it was a, a pretty sweet lifestyle because the smart promoters would plus the heel, the top heels a little extra. Okay. So you didn't miss, and it wasn't just hitting you in the head. Hey, look at those. I'm making, you didn't guys, miss the merch money. Yeah. Yeah. I'm making these guys look like a trillion dollars and they're getting all the benefits of it. Sure. You know, so that's good. And, and yeah, that shows the sign of a real businessman as far as a, a promoter to say, Hey, we know the, we've asked you to be a, a heel. You're doing a great job of it, but that's, what's bringing the people in or the hot feuds. So we're going to take care of you a little bit more on the back end, realizing you're not going to make that merch money. So, Hey, there you go. Old saying, 
baby faces sell merchandise. He'll sell tickets. So there were promoters though, that didn't get that. They didn't put that together. Right. It wasn't everybody, but it, these like, like Ron Fuller and Bob Armstrong and like Tennessee, they would get return talent. Talent would work there and be treated properly and they would leave and go maybe for a year or two, make some rounds with some others. And if they weren't being treated properly, could always go back. You would always work a two week notice and leave the right way. And you might not, you know, you might not come back there, but you might. There you go. Uh, UNC Amania asked if you have a favorite James Bond film. Or, no, I'm sorry, not film. Maybe a favorite James Bond. So, actor playing James oh, Bond. Oh, Sean Connery. Sean Connery. There There's you only go. one James Bond. One. There you go. Uh, Michael Burgett, what was the most interesting or wildest venue that you ever wrestled in? Wildest venue? Um, Homa, Louisiana. I just was starting in the business and, um, brother, it was down there where they were some rough folks and they loved baby faces and they hated the heels. And when you walked out of the dressing room door, there was about eight feet. I guess it was about eight feet wide. There was a walkway, but the only restraint was just a single rope that led you to the ring was no barricades or any of that and brother ted dibiase had so much heat i was just first match but i could see they were already drinking first match the crowd was drinking those big draft beers and they were raising hell did you just take a drink of a big beer well when you said drink it's not beer it's a it's a monster low sugar i love this okay but you're talking about drinking i got thirsty okay Nothing wrong with having a beer along as we're doing the show. Oh, that would really make this show a lot of fun. I tell you that <laughs> that's acceptable. But, um, <laughs> this Ted DiBiase was the top heel and had some heat boy. We all had to stay until the end of the night because he would open up the, I've seen him a couple times, open that door and start out the door to go to the ring and they would attack him right there. He'd have to come right back in. Cause there was no restraints and maybe one or two cops, but the cops were local. These right. are their neighbors and friends. Yeah, they're not, exactly. It. They're, they also uh, drive school buses and stuff too. I mean, they, they're not yeah. on your team. They're on their team. Barney Fife. Yeah. <coughs> Buddy. So <laughs> they're not on your team. They're on their team. I love yeah. that line. <laughs> yeah. It'd be to piss out of you on the, on the way to the ring. <laughs> That reminds me of the scene from the sportatorium when watching world class, you know, the Von Eric's running down, they've made out with six people on the girls on the way to the ring. There's no barriers whatsoever. The string, a little string between the old ladies and the ring. I mean, no security. Yeah. hundred percent. Ah, and, uh, they would, they would, it was usually like a Sunday afternoon show boy. And <coughs> it was wild. Wild and crazy, wild and crazy stuff. Leanne Richardson says, what do you miss most? Well, it's definitely not that setup. What do you miss most from the old territory days? The best time I had in the business was again, it was 
living in Pensacola, Florida, working for Continental, the treatment by the Fullers and, and uh, Bob Armstrong was just incredible. And it was such a relaxed atmosphere. And, the, you know, it, the, you would only, we were only driving like 800 miles a week. That's what a years, week. What years was this on for you when you worked there? 84 and the first part of 85. I was there okay, for, that's for right. 14 months. And driving back and forth. I mean, I can give you the rundown real easy. Monday, 275 miles each way to Birmingham, up and back. Tuesday, 50 miles over to Mobile and back, 50 miles each way. That's We wouldn't leave the beach till 6 o'clock. We'd go up and shower up at the, wash the oil off of us, throw on a clean pair of shorts and a tank top. Go to the town, go to Mobile. Wednesday was 160 miles. Oh, no, Wednesday was off. Nice. There's that key word, off. Wednesday's off. Thursday was uh, Montgomery, 160 miles, either way. Piece of cake. Friday was a spot show, kind of on the way to Dothan. We would spend, you'd stay over that one night. Friday night, you'd spend the night because you had to be at TV by noon. Uh, in Dothan, we would go to TV taping from noon to two, something like that. Go back to our hotel. They would give us a late checkout and we would stay until about six. We would go down to the arena in the same town, farm center, do a house show, which was one of your money towns, man. It was dirt floors. It was good business for that place. We would work there Saturday night. We would go back to Pensacola, spend Saturday night, and Sunday was Pensacola. What a sweet schedule they had. But you were busy, though. You were busy. But but it was, it was a piece of cake because it was short trips. Yeah. And you had Wednesday off, so that would have been what? Your beach day. <coughs> baby, baby oiled up. Oh, and, yeah. 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 Absolutely. And you could go Sunday too. I mean, you were you were in Pensacola. You go to the beach, true, all day. The only day that was a little bit, a little bit taxing was you had to get up early and work out because you had two seventy five each way to Birmingham. So Birmingham was your money. That was your money. Okay, that was your money day of the that and Dothan made your entire week. <laughs> There you go. Jason Hunter, we have a few more questions here, and then we'll wrap it up. If Arn made one episode of Dark Side of the Ring, what would the story be about? Well, I was on one of those. I've already done one, right? Yes, you have, yeah. <clears throat> um. I don't know. I, those things are so dark. Those episodes are so dark, and they, which I know that's what that's the, the, the audience is craving. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's in the name. I was actually I was sitting there one night watching one of the episodes, and I watched them all, and I went, "It's compelling. This yeah. is this is depressing." And yeah. Brock looked at me, and went, "Dad, look at the name of the show." <laughs> Right. They're telling you up front. Yeah. What, what you suddenly some revelation. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but it's, but it is something that we're all drawn to want to hear 
that type. It's it's something how the human nature works. Um, I will just say this about that. It's like, and it could be very true, and it could be an exaggeration, and it, none of it could be true. But there's there's always a couple of episodes of guys getting their eyeballs pulled out and eating their eyeballs and shit. <laughs> I never heard I never heard any of that when I was in the business. But man, it makes for great TV, buddy. <laughs> well, it's compelling. The first time the first time you hear it, you go, "Wait a minute!" He pulled a guy's eye out and ate his eyeball. That was a little strong the first time I heard it. I was mortified. I'm I can't like, remember who's up. Was that Abdullah's episode? I can't remember whose episode that was. No, I want to. If I'm not mistaken, I want to say one of them was like Jerry Jarrett's company. Oh, he might have been telling a story Somebody about one of his Bill guys. Watts, yeah, I think has a story like that. Yeah, and it's like the first time you hear it, I, I was like this. I was like, Jesus, I never heard that. And then you hear it again, and you go, Wait a minute. <laughs> there was more than one episode of this. Right. But they, uh, hey, they swear by it. Like, I'm not saying it didn't happen, but if it did, that was probably two times too much. What you think? Yeah, I think so too. I think you need to go with a different, a different storyline. Use Use a different gimmick. That puts a whole new twist on aggravated assault, I think. Oh, I, I, without a doubt. Well. Uh, Jason, I'm not too sure which, uh, what he would pick, but there seems to be a lot to choose from and aren't, aren't sucked into the series. So we'll see what else they can come up with. Uh, Arn, would you participate in another dark side of the ring if they asked you to contribute? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Not sure. You know, Depending it, on the topic, right? Yeah. I, I, like I said, I've said a few times and, and I mean it, I do not want to ever be sitting in front of a camera and knocking the business in any way. Uh, and burying anybody anyway, uh, because this business has given me everything that my family and I have. I owe this business everything. It doesn't owe me anything. There you go. Arn, uh, we'll do one more question. Actually, just do two quick ones and we'll wrap it up. Sonny Kane wants to know what was life on the road like with Ric Flair? Huh, maybe that's your dark side of the ring episode. I'm just kidding. What was life on the road like with Ric Flair? Well, he, uh, for the predominance of the Crockett run, Rick always rented limos after we'd been there, maybe maybe six or eight months in after I got there, Rick started and we had gotten this horseman thing up and running and it was hitting on all cylinders. Rick was paying, I want to say it was about 60 grand a year in limos, which he was making well over probably five, 600,000 back then in his position with Crockett's. So he was renting limos. <coughs> we started staying at Marriott's. I'm a little bit of a fickler about a clean hotel room. I always have been, even before I could afford it. You know, when I was, I spent plenty of time in Louisiana on in some real dumps. I can imagine. I mean, not Roach even hotels. Oh gosh. Well, yeah. I mean, you go over to the door and there's a, a gap about that much from the top of the door to the, actually to the ceiling, you stick your arm through it. 
Yeah. So the guy must have been high that was cutting those doors. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> when they built that hotel. Right. Um, but I mean, I went through all the, the rotten stuff, three or four, five guys in a room did that. Um, it, uh, but you know, we lived first class and then they started adding those planes and stuff. And it literally was, you know, and Rick would always, we'd go back to the bar at the hotel and he would buy 30 shots of kamikazes right off the, right off the get go. His whole deal was he wanted to get everybody tore up in the bar and then sit back and laugh at them. <laughs> Sounds like fun to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you can afford it. Right. Not a bad deal. <clears throat> we weren't turning it down. Let me put it to you this way. It was like living like rock led, stars. Yeah, yeah. It was like, you know, being on tour with Led Zeppelin or something. That's great. Oh, um, well, listen, we're going to wrap it up there. We, uh, what a great time. We have tons more questions, but like I said, we're going to, we have them saved here. We're going to add to it. We're going to do two special ask arms to wrap up the year. And, uh, before we get out of here, I want to remind you to check out arnlinks.com for all things enforcer. The weather has changed drastically. And if you need to get those horseman hats, the jackets, get them ASAP because the orders will get backed up. Uh, with the holiday season rapidly approaching, they're available all a variety of colors. The fit is fantastic. They're true to size. Uh, so make sure you grab one of those awesome jackets. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see mine sitting right behind me on my shoulder, the hat stage there as well. Arn, I know you love your jacket and it is getting to be that kind of, kind of weather, isn't it? Yes, it is. And get it's smart, get, get your order in early. Uh, don't get backed up on these deals because we ran into that. This company is a beautiful find. They do beautiful work, but they're like anybody else. You know, they can only handle so much at a time. If you're planning on doing it for a gift for Christmas or something. There you go. There you go. Well, listen, also, if your business targets 25 to 54-year-old men, no better place than to advertise with us right here on The Arn Show. Listen, we're bringing back our buddies at Spider Grip uh, here soon. And uh, the reason why is because it works. So go over to advertisewitharn.com now. Find out more about how you can advertise with us right here on The Arn Show. And, uh, again, we have that super targeted demographic of the male audience, 25 to 54 years old. So check it out. Advertise with Arn.com. Be a part of the Arn show Arn, next week. We're going to cover November, 1993. We're going to watch the story with Roma. He turns heel. That's all going to unfold. We talk about another clash of the champions. It's battle bowl pay-per-view. And of course, we're going to discuss the build of the 10th anniversary of the granddaddy of them all. It's Starcade 1993. And uh, Arn, I appreciate you having some fun with me this week on Ask Arn Anything. You bet. Hey, congratulations to Spider Grip, people. That thing has went national, right? It is blowing up. It has. It's on Walmart, Amazon. It has blown up. So we're going to have them back soon as a, a sponsoring the show. They're huge fans of the Arn Show, David Britton team. So, man, it's really exciting to see. And I'm uh, fan. I'm a fan of theirs, as I know you are. So, Oh, absolutely. Great guy and uh, great company. Uh, well, that's going to do it for this week's show. On behalf of the Hall of Famer, the Enforcer, Double A Arn Anderson, this is Paul Bromwell, and we'll see you right back here next week for another edition of Arn.
John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you 15 to 20? You pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B L E A V on YouTube or wherever you listen.